Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi, this is Richard and Linda Ayer at Ayers on the Road. We're glad to be with you today. The first show, the first broadcast, the first episode of a new year, 2020. There's something magical about 2020. Oh, I, mean, I like it so much it's better. It's so than symbolic. We can say we're in the 20s now, you know, and it was so awkward to say we're in the 10s or we're in the zeros. <laughs> what were those last two decades and where did they go? <laughs> I know when you think, you know, they always said the roaring 20s. I mean, this is going to be the clear vision 20s, right? 2020, well, 2020 what symbolizes clear vision. We, we're excited and we've had a great, uh, great year so far, haven't we? <laughs> Only two days. We have. <laughs> <laughs> Three or whatever, but anyway, going into the third day. So far, we haven't made too many mistakes, but you know, wait till tomorrow. It really is a wonderful feeling to start a new year. We hope you all feel the same. And you know, we felt like the the thing to do on the show today was to sort of do the opposite of what. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like what I'm going to say now, honey, but. You know how most New Year's resolutions are broken because they're too ambitious and too unrealistic and they only last for a few days and then they're gone? Well, I think what we want to do today is be deadly realistic instead (laughs) of unrealistic and talk about how messy and hard and grueling parenting and families really can be and how... Sometimes a lot of the problem that we have comes from looking at other families and seeing them in their best light, particularly online, right? And then comparing that almost looks like perfection sort of thing, comparing that with the imperfection and craziness and discouragement that we often face in our own realities. Right. You know, in fact, speaking of being realistic about what you want to do or your goals, we had two, uh, well, let's see, a 12 and a 13-year-old here with us um, on New Year's Eve, and they were so darling. They're trying to write their goals, and they decided together they were going to go on a sugar (laughs) diet. Now, this other girl. Sugar diet, meaning they're going to go without sugar for a whole year. A whole year, and actually one of them, the 12-year-old, had done it year before last, and it is amazing. She did not have any sugar all year. She's not a normal child. She's not a normal child. And, but this other child is is not a normal no, child either. No, the I other mean, one's really normal. She's more realistic. <laughs> she's more realistic. So they sat and said, should we do the sugar diet? Should we or should we or not? And then they came up with this great plan. We're going to do just no candy and no desserts for 2020. And when we get discouraged or we get tempted, we're going to call each other. We're going to say, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't eat that. And so far, I mean, this little 13-year-old has done a great job of turning down all the cookies and desserts and so on. (laughs) Even if it only lasts five or six days, it's better than nothing. It's worth it. But the reason I say, you know, it is so important in an age of, of social media to understand that it's a bad idea to compare ourselves with others, especially others online, because... Anyone who's posting on social media is going to put their best stuff forward. And it's a little like we do in a lot of our books that we write. And we, we, we sometimes write a preface or something that sort of introduces the fact that 
you know, this is, it's easier to say it than to do it. And don't be discouraged. We're not going to give you all of our dirty laundry. We're just going to tell you the stuff that works for parenting or whatever. But we came to a point in our, well, I should give you the credit, Linda. You came to a point in your writing career a few years ago where you decided you were going to write a book that didn't give any advice and didn't show any perfection or tell any wonderful stories about how great it is to be a mom. You decided you were going to write a book that told it like it really was. And you chose a great title for that book. Somebody actually suggested this to me, and I love it. It is, I didn't plan to be a witch because <laughs> I didn't plan to be a witch, but I just became a witch really often. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you just, the kids get you right to the edge of a cliff when 10,000 things are going on, and then all of a sudden you just fall over the edge and lose it. And so I, I do think it's important to realize that you, you just can't compare yourself with other people. You can't do that, especially in this age of social media. I wrote this book before I had a phone or anything. And, uh, but we did have kids of all ages, including teenagers. But I had two little ones, a 15-month-old and a 4-year-old. And I was just reading about a chapter about comparing ourselves. And well, before you read that little thing, let me just toot your horn a little bit longer and and kind of introduce this book that we're going to be talking about today. And again, and again, stress why we're talking about it. We think the beginning of a new year is a great time not only to make resolutions, but also to sort of be realistic and one, making one of your resolutions be to not compare your imperfection with other people's perfection or what they try to portray as their perfection in their social media or even just, you know, going to church or whatever. I mean, you, you've all had the experience of sitting in church knowing the hassle you went through to just get there that day and find the kids' shoes and make their hair look reasonably presentable or whatever. And I've brought kids to church in moon boots because I couldn't find it. In shoes. July, but yeah. Anyway, you know all this craziness and all how difficult it is. And then you show up at church and all the other families look so perfect and they look like they've got it all together. And that's magnified a hundred times over in social media. So what we're going to be talking about today is how important it is to be realistic as you make your resolutions and as you compare yourselves to others. And I just want to say before Linda reads some sections from this wonderful book of hers. Here's what we learned. Linda released this book, I Didn't Plan to Be a Witch, which again is about reality, not not telling advice to people as though you were perfect. And it became like an instant bestseller. And still today, many years later, I witnessed this, Linda. We'll be out <laughs> speaking somewhere and people will come up with tears in their eyes and they'll say, Oh, your favorite book to me was I didn't plan to be a witch because it made me feel like it was okay and I wasn't really as bad as I thought I was and you were even worse than I was. <laughs> you were worse. That makes me feel the best actually because it really, one of my friends did say to me once after she read it, after I'd just done it, she said, Linda, you said too much. Yeah, you, <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I, I had to say exactly how it was and and it really is, it, but it does have a little bit of advice as well, the things that I learned on the way through my witchhood. And it has a, a witch and 
a warlock chapter on husband and wife, and it has a witch and werewolf <laughs> chapter on teenagers and mothers. And well, um, and it has a cover that has that is a picture of Linda. It's the only book you've ever done that has your own picture on it, but you're in a witch hat. <laughs> well, actually, they did they did do a national edition of this. Remember, it was like oh, cartoon. they took the witch hat off. It was a cartoon one, it was just a paperback, but they liked the title so much that uh, Simon Schuster did it. Well, so, you know, maybe the reason they took off the witch is we did get. Some some, with with oh, all the positive I, oh, yeah. mail we got about how wonderful the book was and how much better it made people feel, we heard from a few people oh. who were actually witches. Oh, yeah, the Salem <laughs> Witch Society. I'm not kidding. They sent me a letter, a scathing letter about you cannot do this. And maybe it wasn't really appropriate if, you know, they really feel strongly about being witches. But anyway, um, you know, you never know what you're going to get when you throw a book out to the world. But this one actually was a lot of fun to write. And I just had... I started reading it this morning for the first time since I published it. I, since published it. Honestly, <laughs> well, maybe not that long, no, but you I haven't looked ever, at it for a I while. I don't ever remember looking at this book again <laughs> after it went. I mean, and I remember saying, I will never do this again. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to Let me just ask, it. was it cathartic for you in a way to sort of let it all hang out? Did that make you feel better? Was that kind of therapeutic? Oh, of course, of course. And not only that, I mean, I had to figure out some solutions to help me and to sit in the, you know, you used to send me away on Wednesdays to do yeah. my writing. <laughs> he came home and gave me Wednesdays or Christmas one year and I he came home and took care of the kids and I went on Wednesday. And I would sit in our old gray stretch van with the shag carpet <laughs> back and carpeted. And I would go to a park and just sit in the van and write all day. I did not go anywhere else. It was hilarious. But anyway, going back to this comparing thing, I do think that it is so important uh, not to compare yourself. And there's a chapter called Give Yourself a Break. And I, I remember thinking one day... Uh, I offered to take care of a two-year-old, one of our neighbors. You know how you trade babysitting all the time. One of our neighbors brought a two-year-old over. And she just sat there and played with toys for two hours. And I thought, wait, wait, I have never had a child who would sit and play with a toy even for 10 minutes. They're just all over the place. They're just doing all this stuff. And then I ran onto this paragraph as I was. Wait, reading so you're saying you don't? Point. You not only don't compare yourself as a parent with other parents, you try to avoid comparing your children with well, other children. Yes, that's because this was like a perfect little it's kid. A perfect, absolutely, <laughs> she was so darling. And one time, uh, when we babysat another, I had forgotten about this. Another little child, you know, oh, she'd babysat for us. She said, "You know, your child does not put his toys back on the shelf when they get done. When he when he gets done with it." <laughs> I thought, "Are you kidding me? Who does that?" <laughs> and then I I babysat him, and he did it. You know, it was hilarious. But anyway, so I have this two year old at my house sitting there playing toys, uh, with toys, and not making any trouble at all. So I thought to myself, "No wonder her mother doesn't mind taking her shopping." A task which is at the top of my list of nightmares. When I take my two preschoolers shopping, the 15-month-old is out of the shopping basket in a twinkle, knocking cans off the shelf like towers of blocks, and the four-year-old is off to find the lady who takes care of lost children because he loves to hear his name announced over the intercom. And I... <laughs> He did that all the time. He, he just wanted to hear the person say, well, the parent of Joshua Iyer, please Eli. come to the front Eli of the Iyer. store. Oh, my gosh. It is crazy what we go through with these kids with their little idiosyncrasies. It's just remarkable. So what, what I want to know, Linda, is when you when you first set out to write this book, did you, what were your goals? I mean, what? 
what were you trying to um what were you trying to do what what was the objective of this book was it was it just to sort of cleanse yourself and be honest about all the things that went on or were you sort of thinking if i can tell it like it is it really will make other mothers feel like they're okay because they've had problems, but never quite as bad as mine. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think there was some of that, of course, but mostly I needed to work myself out because I was losing my temper too often. I mean, I was, I needed to come to figure out some way to help myself. And, you know, just one little idea I came up with while I was writing this is to go to the bathroom first thing in the morning and lock the door and look in the mirror and say, I know I'm walking into a hurricane today. There's no doubt about it, but I am going to be the calm center of the storm. And as I'm saying that, kids are banging on the bathroom door saying, I need lunch money. I can't find my shoes. Somebody hit me and so on. And it it really, I just thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to remain calm. So I go out and it worked about 40% of the time, which is better than nothing. But I did have that in my mind when I went out that just, I am going to cope with this and I am not going to lose my temper. I'm just going to realize everybody needs something. And if something bad happens, I'm going to just say, I'm sorry. So uh, we'll read, we'll have Linda read a few more passages from, I didn't plan to be a witch in the second half of the show. But before we take a little break, I want to just mention one other thing that really ties into this, Linda, and that is that um, we're involved with a group of people who are giving some awards. They're called the Family Is Social Media Awards, and they're being given to Instagrammers and Facebookers and bloggers and podcasters and so on whose content does the best job of celebrating commitment and popularizing parenting. But what I wanted to say is we've heard from some of the judges who are working on this, and um, one of the things they're saying is we're trying to recognize social media influencers who are realistic and who's, who tell it like it really is and whose the net effect of their social media doesn't discourage or make other parents feel guilty. It makes them feel encouraged. So... We're going to continue with that theme after the break, and we're also going to invite our daughter, Shawnee, who's here for the holidays with us and who's a social media guru and who to come has, in and join us. And has been a witch herself. And has been a witch herself. All right. Um, so we'll be back. Hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about I didn't plan to be a witch and I brought in an extra witch here. Shani, <laughs> <laughs> do you even remember when um, were you still at home when mom wrote I didn't plan to be a witch? I, yes, I, I you were because well I had teenagers. Yes. We talked about going to Scotland. I talked about going mm, to Scotland that my time. My whining problems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your whining problems. But um, I remember it got to be a kind of a code among the kids when they could see you starting to get a little angry. Someone would say, look out, mom's putting her witch hat on. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I remember that specifically because I was just mad all the time. I mean, 
one of you wanted to go through a museum and see every teeny thing and another one wanted to run through and get to the next thing and and everybody was had their own opinions about it. and i just had three teenagers i thought oh this is gonna be so fun without the little kids but you know it really it taught me a lesson about instead of looking at the negative look at the positive and just compliment them on things instead of, i i was part of the problem because i was why can't you be the, what did it, you know, and all that. And then I just changed my mind and decided I'm going to start praising these kids. I got a quick question for Shawnee. And just to briefly introduce Shawnee, we had her on the show a couple of weeks ago. Shawnee has a blog called 71toes.com, which is one of the most realistic parenting blogs. We're going to get to right. that, Shawnee, about and probably a lot of some you know about social that. media really discourages people. But Shawnee's here with us for the holidays with her family, and we invited her in. And I want to ask you, Shawnee, if you remember, when you think back on your mother when you were a child, do you remember her mostly as a witch? <laughs> yes, I do. She was horrible. <laughs> no, I actually was just going to say, I think, it, I, I think it's so funny because... I never would ever think that you were a witch mom. And I, and it gives me, it just gives me hope. Like the last podcast we did, I just, it gives me hope because if you thought you were a witch and maybe you were a little bit, I enough, was definitely. Now you're just like the saint in all of our eyes and we just love you so much. You can't, I, I don't know. I that, just think, so that may mean that what kids oh, remember so is the good stuff. Yeah. So you that's know. the hope. That's the hope for me with my kids. For sure. I did ask kids one summer at a family reunion do you remember me yeah and one kid said yeah i remember you spanking me once i remember i do remember i do remember, I remember one time mad. when you were really mad oh one of them remembered you swore at him i had one i did have one swear word that started with a d and man it just did you in you were just like oh that was horrible <laughs> Oh man! But, but anyway, but it, that, that's the way. You're making an interesting point, Shawnee. That kids, kids are pretty forgiving. Yeah. And sometimes I really think it's better to be realistic, not to the point of you know being over the top. But I, I'm bothered, for example, when I see a parent who's mad as they can be, and they're gritting their teeth, and they're 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 saying to the child, "Now I'm not mad at you, but and and maybe it's better." If they see that, you know, there is that saying, the proper response to outrageous behavior is outrage. I mean, there's yeah. a balance there somewhere. Yeah, which is not really a good idea, I think. But um, but it happens. It happens. I mean, well, I mean, you have been so good with your kids, but I know that you have lost your temper occasionally. Well, I think it's great to, I, I love my sister's quote, live in anticipation of the memory. And sometimes yeah. that works uh. even for when you're mad. Because I've been, I, I'm a good door slammer. Everyone knows that in my family. And I'm also, I can get really, I can turn into a mean mom is what we call it in our family. And um, we, it's funny because we just had our college kids all home and we were sitting around the dinner table the other day. And they definitely remembered the times when I was mad. We were talking about memories and they remembered it. But it's, it's kind of funny because we can laugh about it now. And so I think that's the, that's the key is to be able to just realize that, you know what, this is going to turn into something funny in the future, I right. hope, and, so and it's okay. And it's okay. And you, and just take. I think it's important to just take ourselves lightly because we're never gonna we're we're gonna lose our temper sometimes. Yes, there's people that don't, and they're really even keel. And but I think. Well, in general, I like that point though. Sometimes the only antidote to that rising anger that we all feel as parents is to find some humor somewhere. G.K. Chesterton, who was C.S. Lewis's mentor, interestingly enough said it this way, 
the reason the angels can fly is that they have learned how to take themselves lightly. <laughs> and I think you can't really do that really in the very moment. Yeah, but I think looking moment, back on true. it or even... And I think really a key element to this too is, is repentance. I think as a mother, I've used yeah, it o- yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of helps transform it into something funny because you can, you just, you, you kind of delve into it. And I apologize to my kids over and over again, because I am not a perfect mother by, by any yeah. means. And, I, that's and I'm so just trying. Rare. I yeah. mean, I think that's altogether too rare. We run into parents at some, at some of our lectures who say, oh, I could never... So if I said I was sorry to a child, it would lessen my authority. Well, what a crazy idea. Yeah, I think that was one of the best things that uh, I finally figured out to do is just say, look, I am sorry that I lost it with this, but let me tell you what happened to me today. First this, and then this. And I was reading these stories this morning. It was like, I can't believe I lived through all that. That was crazy. But this happened, then this happened, then Noah threw up, then Thomas hit him over the head of the frying pan, then da, 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 you know, all that stuff. And it, it just really, becomes velvety it memories. Just, it, it just becomes, yeah, it does. And it's, it's pretty amazing how it can change. But if you just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this happened, this happened. And that's why I lost my temper. So I did find some little notes, and I'm sure they were from you as well as all the other kids, because this girl has a really tender heart of saying, I'm sorry I got mad at you today, Mom. I, th- but this happened, and this happened, and this happened. So, you know, it comes well, back we to model, you. Well, we model those back things to you. as yeah. And if you open up about your feelings to the child, that's far more likely they'll open up to you about what happened yeah. to them yeah. that day and exactly. why they were. You know. but, and I think sometimes we have to sit and really analyze what creates that, and it's usually stress by a lot of different things, you know, by our uh, responsibilities at school or or work or church or whatever, you know, and and then our responsibilities to do all this stuff. There's hundreds. I have a list here of 20 things that we're stressing. Well, read a couple more passages from I Didn't Plan to Be a Witch. And then I want to ask Shawnee a couple things about social media and how we tend to compare ourselves. And while you're looking that up, I think that it, it is really important. I just love that point about, um, how it's, our kids, we don't, if we model that we're just always in control all the time, it's just not realistic. And yes, there are more, some people that are more realistic, more in control than others. But if we kind of go, go back and explain, like you're saying, mom, this right. is what's happening to me, then they have a more, they're more apt to explain that in their own lives. And I think that's And to be honest point. about their yeah. own feelings, right? I mean, I, we, we run into people all the time who say, what's wrong with me and my marriage? Cause my, my husband and I fight and my parents never argued. They never disagreed. And, of course, what happened is the parents just hid that from their children, never let them know that they disagreed. And that's really unhealthy. I do think that there are some relationships that don't. I, I have one married couple that is they, they kind of get at, get at each other a lot, but they love each other so much. And it's great, and they laugh about it. And I have an engaged couple that is just about to get married, and they just really don't fight. And so I think that's okay. Like I think there's just different relationships, yeah, too. So, so well, they, they probably do in their own way. I mean, I've, yeah. I've got to believe to hold on to my own hope that every couple has some. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm sure every couple has disagreements. Okay, so sure. I didn't plan to be a witch. Well, there are just a few little things. I mean, I'm not going to go through those 18 things that are stressors, but here's some things that I came up with for myself that I really needed. First of all, don't overvalue material things. You know, if you buy a new leather couch, it's inevitable. A kid's going to get a pair of scissors and put it right there. Or a fountain pen. You know, you're just going to put it down there. And so you just you, you just have to roll with those kind of punches. Um, the um, oh, set reachable goals. Sometimes I just had this 
you know, this perfection thing in my mind that this is the way it's going to go. And it just never went. Well, that that's way. back to the New Year's resolutions that right. so many people are doing right now. Make them realistic. Um, and then don't don't lose your control when your child says that isn't fair. <laughs> and there's so many kids that say that isn't fair. And you know, you just have to say life isn't fair. Although Sarah, our oldest, says that's the worst thing you ever say. <laughs> I hated that. I hated that so much. So you have to do that. And then analyzing your impatience. Why are you impatient? What is it that's, that's stressing you out? And see if you can figure out some ways to um, be more in control because, you know, this is coming. And did you say be an eye in the center of the storm? Did yeah, I talked about that before. Yeah. I just love that because yeah. I, I feel like we can be a durable object. We can't just, we can't, like our kids are trying to get a rise out of us. That's what, that's exactly what they want. And so they want that attention. Be calm. And, right, right. Which is very, very hard, but that makes a big difference to me. So we started out the show, Shawnee, before you came in, talking about how there's such a tendency as parents to compare ourselves with others and to compare our kids with others and to sort of look at our. Uh, all we know, we're so conscious of our own imperfections and problems, and then we compare that with the perfection we see in other people. And that's always been true, but it's so much more true now with social media. And, you know, one person said, we're just like our ancestors. We look out through our windows and we see our neighbors, except that our windows are screens, large and small screens. And we see the perfection that other people put on there, and we don't see reality so we start feeling depressed. What What are your thoughts on uh, you? You've dealt. You've struggled a lot with how much you want to even be involved with social media for that very reason. Yeah, I just think so. I I think the social media is first of all the blame all for everything that's going on in our society today, which isn't really fair at some to some extent. But I think it is responsible for a lot of things because we do compare ourselves to everyone's best that they put out there, and so. Um, I don't really know what the answer is to that. I just think we need to, we can't control what um, other people are showing and how perfect their lives are. We can just control our thoughts. Yeah. And that's really tricky, but yeah, that's true. And we just have to, and part of our thoughts in being a witch is being a martyr, you know, because you, you feel like you're a martyr a lot of the time. I mean, you have to do everything. And, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's one of those crazy things. Like I had a friend who had 11 kids and, it was, every one of them were musical and musical, you know, geniuses. And there was like, oh, wait, how in the world do you do that? Oh, my gosh, I'm a failure. I and mean, you have I 11 musicians this. and we don't have any. Well, well, I'm sorry to say this next part, but her husband did get the kids up at 530 a.m. every day and make sure that they did their job before they started practicing. And they were all practicing. But we ought to you remember know, that everyone has different Everyone different has different different situations and, and different needs as far as what they're going to accomplish. And I well. love social media in that it shows us things that we can do and we want and how great to give us ideas of things to do, but we just should never let, I think that brings out the witchness in us a lot because, yeah, um, absolutely because we does. see things that we just don't feel like we can measure up to. Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings us back to what we mentioned, Shani, in the first half of the show that we're part of a, in fact, Shani's one of the judges on, on this very interesting effort to, recognize and award people on social media who give help to families. In fact, the criteria for the judges is finding content that really celebrates commitment, popularizes parenting, and validates values. So it's not necessarily, in fact, it specifically isn't 
media sites or social media or blogs or podcasts that that appear to have all the answers and that sometimes are discouraging or cause parents to feel guilty or cause them to feel inadequate. Rather, it's the kind of social media that says, hey, life is real. This is how it is. And this there is how my times. life is. This is how my yeah. life really is. But in the final analysis, these great ups and downs we have as families are what give us the greatest joy of all. Yeah. And so the, if you're curious about those awards, you can go to awards.family.is, family is, awards.family.is, and you can see the nominees for these awards. And there uh, just backs up what you said, Shani, that there's some great, we don't want to blame social media because it can also be the solution. You can find something on social media that makes you feel encouraged as a parent, not discouraged. And if you want to just do drop that all together and just feel something, something that makes you feel like you are doing okay, read I Didn't Plan to Be Away. Because <laughs> I am telling you, it is the best book ever. And it makes you feel like you're just real and you are... You're doing your best right along with the other moms who are in the oh, trenches with nice you. to say that. That's really nice. But uh, we appreciate Johnny joining us today. It was really always so good to have any her, but especially we love having Johnny with us this over the holidays. The problem is we're getting all these requests that say, why don't you two get off the radio and just put Johnny on? Oh, ha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for joining us for an episode of Ours on the Road, and we'll see you next time and our best to you witches out there. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.